Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. the Man of Post Season Preview Show. I'm your host, Ali, and joining me tonight, we have an Evertonian fan. We have Carl Ambridge. Carl, how are we? We're okay tonight. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Very well. Thank you very much for joining me. No problem. Well, this this might be one of the more interesting ones. Maybe the, maybe the most to talk about regarding, obviously, quite a, an up-and-down summer. Um, probably an up-and-down season last year as well. So... I think that's where we'll start. Before we go on to the, the preview, um, your thoughts on last season as a whole, now the dust settled, obviously. Um, what's, your, what's your overriding thoughts on how the season went? Well, f- first of all, I'd like to say, um, the where do we start? The, the first five, six, seven games sort of give us hope. Obviously, we had Carlo there. We brought in Hammers. We brought in... To call it Alan Godfrey, I mean, four great, great signings. And you've got to look at it as in, we've got Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, if he couldn't have took his places, who, who, who the hell can? Um, but it's, it's sort of went pear-shaped very, very quickly. Um, we had, I'm not going to sit here and say we had the worst season, because I've seen a lot worse. I've, I've, I've been through Walter Smith days. So... <laughs> I, I can tell you for now that was nowhere near the worst, but some of the football was absolutely atrocious. It was like it was like going back in time and watching Walter Smith trying to hang on to a one 0 lead against Bolton. Um, it was really for, for the players we had. It was shocking. Don't get me wrong, we were really good away from home. Um, I, I think maybe the fans helped us out with that, with, with having no fans. Sorry. Um, and the thing that let us down majorly was our, our home form. And our home form, nine times out of ten of the season, is really very good. And the away, the away form's rubbish. But we've got to win at Anfield, so, you know, can't all be bad. <laughs> Had to get that one in, didn't we? Yeah, obviously, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'd say that, that, that you started well and then Karma hit you after killing Van Dijk. And, oh. and Diago, you know, it was uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I think yeah, as I guess, even from obviously across the other the other side of the park, um, you've always kind of been a thorn on our side, you know, just there there about. And last season was one of those seasons where I actually thought, especially when we looked so poor for a while, that you genuinely, I, I don't know how you didn't be closer to the top four as such. I think you you start you've had a very good squad as you say you made some good signings. Um, I think some of them just obviously stopped performing. I think Ancelotti's tactics were quite negative as you said it was quite but just bland and dull. Come the end of it, it was it was more the fact that 
we were we were going to places like Burnley and Fulham and just setting up exactly the same as we would against the the better teams like yourselves, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Arsenal. But we were going to and just playing the two hold midfielders. Now, if you need two hold midfielders at home against Fulham, then you really are struggling. I'm I'm sorry. It's just it's just you don't need them there. That Fulham game was one of the worst games I've ever seen us play. We were awful, and Fulham like last season went down. Um, that Magic thought it was Christmas scoring two. Obviously, um, it was. It, but like you said, it was just so negative. And the last couple, two, three games, you just knew what was coming next. I actually went to the to the Wolves game, the last home game, where they left fans in, and we won one nil, and we celebrated. It was just like, yeah, well done. Yeah. No one was really bothered, and it was sad. And and that City game was just the icing on the cake for me. Yeah, the City are very good. I get it. But come on, five nil. It's a joke. You, you can't be getting splattered like that on the last day of the season where at one point we could have still got Europe. So yeah, that, it, 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 a bit of a sour taste in my mouth the, the season it, when it did have some great, great results. Like I said, like the Liverpool game, like the Leicester away was a great result. Yeah. yeah. Arsenal, we'd never won at the Emirates. Great result. We don't really win at Tottenham. We won there as well. So the foundations were there. It was just a home form. And taking off me rose tinted glasses, you've got to put the blame on Ancelotti as well. Because like, I, you you mentioned at the start, you know, like you, you've made you, your owners have actually backed managers very well. And yeah. then you get in a player like Ancelotti, who I, I'd imagine wasn't on a small contract. So you were really like the hope had to have been there. At the highest it had been since maybe peak Moyes time, you know that you. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, on Ancelotti, then Ancelotti obviously leaves in the summer um, to go back to Madrid, wasn't it? Yeah, he's late in Madrid. Yes. Um, which, as soon as the job come up and they were in, I mean, there was no stopping them. But now that you obviously said what you said, was was there any like disappointment in them leaving then? Uh, yes, um, I'm not going to sit here and deny I was absolutely devastated when he left. Maybe because of the simple fact that I, gen- I generally bought into what he was saying. If you go go through his like his press conferences and his the stuff he used to say in programs, I know it means nothing, but well, it, it definitely means nothing now. But he sort, of, I think we sort of thought he got it, um, and that was one of the things with Moyes. He did get us. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Moyes took us over when we were beyond rubbish, but he, he did get us. And the simple, the simple fact with Cumin and Silva to a certain extent, they just didn't. And we thought, oh, we've we've got Carlo Ancelotti who's won things as play, as a player, things as a manager, and he wants to be at Everton. And then he just turned around and went, oh, by the way, I'm off to Real Madrid here later. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, come on. Um, yeah. Massive sour, sour taste in my mouth, and maybe that sort of, like I just said, that made me take my glasses off. And I've <laughs> since obviously watched the, I watched the Premier League years the other day. Actually, I think it's only recently just came out the 2021 one. And I was looking at some of our games, like, what the hell is going on? We were absolutely shocking. But 
I, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for what was going to come next. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, perfect. Obviously, perfect segue on who's coming next. And before we, everybody knows, but before we even bring that up, I think what you said about Ancelotti is, especially coming from clubs like ours. It's what we want from our managers and, and to a certain extent players as well, just to get it. Like, yeah. like teams like Liverpool, Everton, and I always discuss with Dave, I always feel Newcastle are a very similar, um, type of club, um, like the way the fans in the city are around the club, that we need the players to buy in. Like, Dirk Coit will go down as one of my favourite Liverpool players of all time. And by nowhere near is he anywhere near the most talented that we've ever had. But I just always felt he got it. You know, I felt like he became one of us. That's Uh, it. And so that takes us on nicely to your manager now, who, by all means, got the city. Like, he... I'm sure he still owns his house there. Um, Yeah, he does, yeah. Worked out perfect for coming back to you. So, you signed Rafa Benitez. Now, that obviously couldn't have went down well at 95% of your fan base, I'm guessing. I don't know many, if any, that wanted him. Or even still want him. Um, I got to the point where I turned around to my mates and said, I can't believe this is generally happening to my club. Now, forget what he said. I'm not going to get into that. It's done. He calls us a small club, whatever. Yeah. I'm over it. It was the simple fact that he is a Liverpool legend. Mm-hmm. Would Liverpool appoint Tim Cale as their manager? No, they wouldn't. It's just, it's it's embarrassing. It's we 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 look desperate, we look small, like he called us, and I think, and unfortunately for him, he's got a hell of a job on his hands. One to win us over, and two to even keep his job. I just I just can't see how this is going to work. We'll lose if we lose two, three, four on the bounce. We'll want his blood, and he'll be gone, and we'll be back to where we started. And I'm, I know that sounds really, really negative, but that's that is that is how it's gonna go down. <laughs> it's, I, I, yeah, hundred percent. So again, I was speaking to Dave after we recorded the Newcastle one, and obviously the three of us have got Rafa Benitez in in, in common. Um, and I always thought it was, Chelsea were embarrassing for the way they treated them. Yeah, it was, and I do agree with that. But I would honestly say that was the last place he'd done a good job. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I think he did excellent for Newcastle, but I think that season now. Now I love Rafa, but would I have him back at my club? Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean it's one of those. Um, I and and I, whilst I think some of the reaction, like on as usual with social media, and but even some oh, it was shocking. It was shocking. It's, yeah, it's, it's bad, but again, inside, I don't blame you. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. there's no way Rafa Benitez should be getting an Everton job. And, like, I don't blame Rafa for taking it because he's got no loyalty to anybody else. He needs paid the same as exactly he wants back in the Premier League. But if Everton have ambition to be European and push for top four, you know, like, ultimately, which I assume that would be the goal, especially the owners with the amount of money that they've pumped yeah. in. Do I think Rafa's the way to go in 2021? No, but in a way, I hope I'm proven wrong to a certain extent, but let's move. <laughs> Not too much. Yeah, <laughs> but if you could stay about six, that would be fine. Yeah. Um, 
but my, my love for Rafa never wants him to fail. Um, but if he's going to fail anywhere, I hope it's spectacular with you guys. Just for Obviously. my Obviously. Feel him like a... <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I just don't think he'll ever go that way. I don't think he'll ever look at you now as, you know, your Liverpool rivals. I, I think to him now, because of the, because of his love for the city, I think you might get a really rejuvenated Rafa Benitez, but he doesn't have fans that love him anymore, and that's and when he's best. One thing I will say, um, as much as I don't want him or didn't want him, sorry, um, I'd never boo him. I'd never call him out. I'm gonna give him a chance because what's the alternative? I don't agree with people going, oh, I'm never going to game because of Rafa Benitez. That's a joke. I'm sorry, but it is. I'm not giving up my season ticket because Rafa Benitez is in charge of Everton. I've been there before and I'll be there after. So we've got to suck it up. Yeah, look, could be worse. Just what I mean. But let's come on to players then. Go on then. Come on. Uh, what, what in, like, we'll, we'll forget about the, the one player. We'll not mention that. Um, you've got the Hamas Rodriguez stuff. Um, yeah, it's a bit, a bit up and down um, over the summer. It looks like he's going to be staying because I don't think anybody's going to really buy him now. Um, I wouldn't have thought so. And what I mean, incomings for yourselves. What what have you had so far? Right, so we brought in Begovic as our backup keeper, which mm-hmm. I thought was quite smart, to be honest. Um, yeah. Our backup keeper last year was rubbish, to say the least. Olsen from Roma. Um, we brought in now before I mention his name I said this fella's name a week before he signed and I to a lad in work I went I bet you we signed Andros Townsend and I actually said it tongue in cheek <laughs> literally I was, I, was, I was actually sat in the park with my brother and I looked at my phone and it came up Andros Townsend and talked with Everton and I went <laughs> I knew it. I, I I absolutely knew it. It it was it was the most Everton sign I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um. But I I'm so, sorry. Yeah. So Andrew Townsend and we signed Amari Gray from Leverkusen, who was previously at Leicester. Yeah. Now, Begovic was free. Townsend was free. Amari Gray was peanuts. One point seven million apparently. That. The thing getting floated around. So I can see what is going on. I can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to swamp us with players that one he trusts and two have Premier League experience. And I can't really fault him for that, only for the simple fact that I wish we we'd be in a better position now. We're not in a best position due to the fact of the failings of previous regimes. Financial fair play is going to play a big part because we've spent like drunken sailors for the past four, five, six years. Yeah. And now we're reaping what we sow. And another thing about social media, we can sit here and we can sit, we can say, oh, we've spent this much on that player, this much on that player. We've got to get over it now. We've got to move on. We can sit here and say we spent 27 million on Davy Classen, who was absolutely rubbish. But it's not going to get us any further. We need to sort of push on from 
being down in the dumps, blah de blah. And I'm actually, I, I was actually quite impressed with his Marnie Gray signing because I thought that's a bit out of left field. He's still young and he's still got stuff to prove. Um, going back to the Hammers situation, I'd, I, I, I just want to see him live, just the once, just once, yeah. and then yeah. he's yeah. if he wants. <laughs> yeah, you want yeah, to get yeah. to this season as well. You know, that's when he's at his best, when it's warm still. So. Yeah, <laughs> before, exactly. exactly. You want to get the Colombian weather in there, don't you? Um, the, the one thing I will say on the transfer uh, side, as much as I am half pleased with, we we just still haven't sorted our right-back problem out because Seamus Coleman, as much as I love the fella, is absolutely finished. It's been been clear as day for four or five years that he's declining and we still haven't addressed it. And if it means Hammers leaving, if it means someone I like leaving with Charles and whoever, just sort that right-back out. It's going to bite us in the backside and and it does a lot. and John Joe Kenny as the backup, just don't get me started on him. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's me and my friend actually went through the Premier League's right backs and tried to see if anyone had a better, had a worse right back than us. There wasn't many. <laughs> I'll tell you that. There wasn't many. I remember Adrian was in goal to see how far down the table it would take to go to find a worse goalkeeper. Um, so I, all we had to go was across the across Stanley Park to get Jordan Pickford. So it was Ooh, fine. <laughs> we'll, beg, we'll beg to differ on that one. Yeah, shall we? On your team, obviously, I'm, I'm not as versed um, as yourself on, on your players. So before we go on to predictions for the season, obviously, I, I assume Rafa's still going to play his usual 4-5-1. Um, that seems to be his, his MO. Uh, unless you know different from friendlies, how how do you think you line up on on Saturday? Player wise or formation or both? Both the formation and who do you reckon he's picking in each in each slot? I think he's gonna go four two three one. Right. I think he's gonna go Pickford. Obviously, it'll probably be Coleman, uh, Dinya, Godfrey, probably Mina. No, anyway, no, I, I don't think he'll play Keane right. for some reason. I think he'll go. He'll definitely go Alan Decore, Townsend, Rodriguez, Gray, Carvalhoon. I wouldn't play him. Yeah, I wouldn't play him. Fair enough. Is there a reason for this? I wouldn't play him due to the fact that we're gonna need him right. later on in the year. Yeah. And in inverted commas, everyone's fresh at the moment. And let's face it, he's not. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, uh, he's a great player. And that's what that's what I thought we were going here. I was like, surely Everton fans are don't, don't, don't not rate Rich Allison, who's probably your best player. <laughs> but no, that's it. And I, I I really do like Rich Allison. He's a petulant little so and so, but he's a great player. And you can't take that. And he's got all the skill in the world, and he's got all the talent in the world. If you just stop being a child about <laughs> things, get get up, stop throwing your hands up in the air, just get on with it. And he'd be a top, top player. And all these links with Real Madrid are far too premature. Um, if he generally thinks he's Real Madrid caliber, then he's in for a rude awakening. He really is. 
because he needs to learn that it doesn't always go his way and it won't always go his way. So, but on 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 Saturday, no, I wouldn't play him. Only for the simple fact that he's he's going to be burnt out, and oh, I don't think I don't think we need that at this moment in time. Yeah, because he did for America and the Olympics, didn't he? He did. And he played well by the looks of things in both. So, I mean, as you say, give him a couple of weeks break, bring him in, you know, when he's had a break and he's feeling a bit fresher. I think you can get a very good season out of him. And it's the one thing you've been missing from him. You know, he's he's played well, but to get that full season out of him where he's signed 50 million, I believe, at the time. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, let's say 50. Oh, right, okay. Was it, was it more than my guessing by that? No, I think uh, it's it's a bit of a strange one. I think we actually paid thirty five, but I think with add-ons it it'll yeah. be fifty. But what the add-ons are, it might be us to win the Champions League for all I know, <laughs> but, <laughs> which they're never getting. <laughs> I never say never. Well, on the on the upcoming season, then obviously given everything that we've spoken about, what's what's your prediction for your finishing? Obviously, you finished tenth last year, um, which was which is a disappointment given the start and uh, the investment. So, I mean, where are you hoping for this season? Where am I hoping, or where do I think? <laughs> give, give me both. <laughs> I would hope that we can challenge for eighth, seventh. I think top six is a step too far for us, like it's shown last year. Realistically, I generally don't see any higher than 11th, 10th. I'm not being pessimistic there. I just think, I I, I think we're in for a long season, to be honest. I think, yeah, 7th, 8th, I think that's a good result. When you look at the league this season, I, I think the top four is almost sewn up. Yeah, with Liverpool, United, Chelsea, and uh, City, Uh, and then obviously you've got Leicester, who just finished fifth now. That's their that's their role. Um, And then obviously we we don't know what Spurs and Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal are a long way from being a big club anymore. We know though Spurs are not. Um, I think Villa. Villa, Villa's the one. I think. Um, as well, you know, if they can carry on last year, Moyes seems to have found. He's Everton Moyes again, you know, he just seems a yeah, bit definitely. a bit more belief in himself again. Um so it'll be interesting. I think yeah, if you can finish in the top top nine, say, I think that's a good season. Uh, I think so as well. But as you say, the, the pressure is on Rafa because of who he is from the very beginning. And the last thing you really need is going into say October, November where with no manager because he's been sacked and then you're having to find I mean, who are you bringing in? Sam Allardyce? You know, are you going you know, that usual Five managers that everybody seems to the many go round, as it were. Yeah, and and nobody wants that. No, no, definitely not. And uh, you made a good point there because I I literally made that point to me a couple of my friends, and I was like, do we really want to be there, sacking Rafa and then scrambling round to get someone who's probably even worse than Rafa, and we're getting rid of Rafa just because we don't like him. Can, can I just say that the manager you should have had, probably over your last four managers, I get why you signed Ancelotti, so I have no issue with you picking Ancelotti over him, but you should have had Sean Dyche four years ago. No, sorry. <laughs> Don't agree with that. I love Sean Dyche. I think he he, he needs a bigger job than Burnley now. And I, I could be proven completely wrong, 
he might just be Burnley's level and that's that's it. But I think he likes it. Yeah, quite possibly. But I, I still advocate that Arsenal should have signed him last season uh, and built that club up from top to bottom again because they're a disgrace at the moment. Well, we've we've had sort of sorry to diverse away from Everton, but we've had the conversation in work about who's going to be sacked first. And a couple of them said Rafa. And my pick is a bit out of left field, but they've made some decent signings, but I think Patrick Vieira will be the first one to get sacked. Quite possible. It reminds me of... Uh, Frank the Bot. Oh, yeah. Um, because, I, for me, signing-wise, Crystal Palace were the best window. I think they've made yeah. some very, very good signings. But, yeah, as you say, if, if it's not going well... and. It, It'll be hard to, but they've basically had to sign a new team. Like, they had such a small squad. I know it's mental how they've let everyone go down to the same, same year. <laughs> Which is a bit mad. I mean, it just shows you, like, I'm not a Roy Hodgson fan by any means, but. No, obviously. After the jobs that he's done at Crystal Palace over the last few years, you know, keeping them, you know, fairly secure all the time. They've never really been in, in trouble. Um, and they've been quite entertaining to watch at times. Yeah, I agree. Right then, so last thing on the season then. Um, I need three players. Actually, I'll, let's go with the fourth one. Chris likes this question. So we'll go with Chris's one first. Chris would like to know, which one player would you happily see leave your club and you will drive them to their destination? I've got two. That's fine. You've got two spaces in the back seat. Uh, Fabian Delf. <laughs> right, yep. Because he's an absolute overrated mercenary little so-and-so. And probably Alex Oolby as well. Because I think, as much as he seems like a very nice fella, I just don't think he's a football player. I, I know that sounds horrible, but I just don't see what he brings to any kind of club. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. That was one of the ones that that reminded me of the season that you signed ten attacking midfielders, none were casing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what Hume was doing that yearly. Yeah, that was that was a strange one. Right, so the three important questions then. That's Chris's one out of the way. He likes that one. Um, I would like to know three players from you. One who you reckon will be your player of the season. The second one being uh almost a a player that maybe isn't. It's not like your main. You know, you like a superstar, a player just like for fans to look out for. Yeah. Um, and thirdly, somebody who you would recommend fantasy football wise. Um, that one could be obvious if you like, or even a price differential. But if somebody, if you were, to, if somebody was to pick somebody for them, who you who you're recommending? So three players. Right, player of the year. Right. So judging by the news that will probably come in tomorrow, I'm gonna say this fella. I'm gonna say Romelu Lukaku. Oh no, sorry. Apologies. All, all, all three players from your team. Oh, from our team. Sorry, sorry. Right. <laughs> right. Our player of the season will probably be Dominic Alvaloon. Hmm. Only due to the fact that he is basically the only one who scores goals. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, fair, fair enough. Um, what um, about a player for, for fans to look out for, opposition fans or neutrals? I would probably say Damari Gray. Yeah, I thought you might actually when you spoke about it earlier. Um, I would say Damari Gray only for the simple fact 
that I think, like I previous said, I think he's got something to prove because he wasn't great at Leicester, but he wasn't rubbish. He just sort of vanished, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He scored an absolute beauty against United, but he did get B4-1. So, <laughs> um, went to Leverkusen, clearly didn't like it there because he only spent half a season there. Um, but I think, I think he's got something about him. I think he's, he's young enough and he's quick enough and he's, he's got a, do you know what I mean? He's got enough about him to, yeah. to, do, to do something, I think. And fantasy, whew, I can't have Damari Gray again, so um, I'll probably go Luca Dinia. Yeah, that's the, that's the three that I would have picked for you as well. Um, at, with Luca, obviously, he'll get a, he won't get loads of goals, but it's assists. Assists, yeah. and hopefully with Rafa in the helm, he'll get clean sheets as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that is Rafa's forte. So yeah, of course it is. Almost, like... You'll be hard to beat. You may draw a lot of games this season. Um, I, I I think that, with all due respect to Ancelotti, or all due respect to Rafa, whichever way you want to look at it, I think they'll set up very, very similar. Yeah, very much. I think they've been pretty much similar through their whole career. Yeah, you know, very defensive. Style-wise, yeah. I mean, for, we were quite lucky when he was at us that we had Torres at the time. Yeah. So, even though it was defensive, like, we, we gen- I know, like, People laugh at us a bit. We gen- I genuinely believe we had the best midfield in the world at the time. We are yeah, so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so nothing changed. You know, those three were the pit. And then we had Torres, who was arguably the best number nine in the world at the time. Um, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, and, and I think it's, it's, just, it's not a shame that he's a real Calvert Lewin, because obviously Calvert Lewin's great. But I, I could have seen Richarlison working very well in that Torres-type role. Yeah. And, and Rodriguez being the, it's almost, a, you know, like the Gerrard role, not quite as dynamic as, as Gerrard was, but I could have seen that being a dream. But unfortunately, Calvert-Lewin just made, especially last season, made it impossible for him to be dropped and, and Rafa's, you know, clever enough to, to play to that strength. But I just think he could have been such a great counter-attacking team Hard. I agree. I, totally agree. <laughs> I, 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 I totally agree with that. And I think another thing about Rafa is it's going to sound negative towards him, but I think he'll set up, set us up not to lose. Oh, yeah, 100%. But you'll keep chances. That's the difference between, like, and, and this is why I always think Rafa's a better manager than Josie at times. Because Josie part set up not to lose, but almost told his players not to attack almost. Yeah, but not nothing, leave the halfway line, etc. Yeah, but you'll be, like, everything, and by all means, for whatever, every player who speaks about Rafa, he, he's drew up every position possible on the park. So, you need to be an intelligent player to play with Rafa by the looks of things, because you're going to have set places to be every time where the ball is, and you're expected to be there. Um, and that includes, obviously, in the attack as well. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah, well, that's the that's the end of the show, Carl. So thank you very much for joining me. Uh, hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, not a problem. And as I say, throughout the season, if you if Everton have a good game or if once Rafa's doing doing the job well, you can come on and let me say I told you so. Um, I will. I will happily come on. <laughs> let let let's let's um, let's set a date 
and we'll come back and have like a three month review and I'll be I'll be up for that to come back. I think we should get you on the weekend review show of the week that Everton are playing Liverpool and it could be a bit of fun for, for either of us. Um I'm I'm get I'm mate, I'm always game. Always game for that. Well, I will give you a shout near the time we'll get that set up. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything to promote or that, just let everybody know where they can find you on, on the Twitterverse and anything to, to promote, as I say. Yeah, at the moment I'm doing an A to Z of um, all things Everton. Um, it's under a, a pseudonym, which is at Dictionary Dean. Um, bit of a play on words with the dictionary. But like um, well, I'm up to letter S at the moment that I'm just working on. And it's, uh, it's about Neville Southall, so... All the FM fans will probably enjoy that one. So yeah, that, give us a follow and give us a look. Yeah, no, I can't. Um, it's it's a fun read, um, even because I'll have a lot of I'll Reds following following me, so I'll um, point them your way as well because at least you get some good interaction. Um, not the knobhead Reds, thankfully. I um, tend not. <sighs> I tend not to follow any of them. Um, no, definitely not. Definitely I'm, I'm, not. I, I'm, I'm a different breed when it comes to, to twats online. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Oh, nice to be Yeah. Thank you again for joining us. Um, Thank you very much. And you can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can find our podcast anywhere you can find a podcast. Just search Man in the Post. Um, the season obviously starts at the weekend. You will have Chris and the gang back by the Thursday show. Myself, Dave and Simon will be back every in Uriel's Monday morning. We will record on a Sunday with the, the weekend review show. So that will be back with you this Monday coming up. Um, but again, thanks to Carl for joining us. Hope you're enjoying, hope you keep listening, and always remember, keep your man in the post.